0: You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda. Uh, today's topic, we're going to uh, get back into the series Old world Tech Hidden in Plain Sight. Uh, this particular episode, we're going to talk about wireless technology. Um, this is, again, from the great uh, website. I think this gentleman is doing an awesome job. Uh, it's called teslaresearch.jimdufree.com. Again, uh, his website is Tesla research. Jim Dufry.com. He is doing an absolutely wonderful job. Thank you for your body of work. Um, today we're going to talk about two of Tesla, Nicola Tesla's labs. Uh, we're going to talk about Colorado Springs and uh Warden Cliff Labs. Okay. Um what I found interesting, of course, of course, everyone should know about Tesla's towers. Anyone that is familiar with Tesla, he's most famously known for his towers, which um, I am showing you one of them here. So that shouldn't be a surprise to you. Uh, we also see the his towers show up in a lot of movies. Uh, specifically, we see him show up when they're talking about even opening up portals. I've seen uh, kind of a replica in movies of his towers show up. So, in this particular episode, we're going to just talk about wireless technology in general and how, at a minimum, they had the knowledge of wireless technology. Using wireless technology, taking the natural energy from the ethers from the atmosphere, okay? And this is that, of course, since I get started, never fails. Phone always got to go off. Um, This isn't the first time we talked about this, but I specifically want to go over uh, his Colorado Springs lab and the Wardenclyffe lab. And we're going to get into even how cell phones... Yes, cell phones, you know, they showed up in the scenes on the in the 80s when no one could afford them. They were these big old boxy things and you had to carry a bag uh, <laughs> with you. They were absolutely hideous. Well, cell phones, that technology had been around for quite some time, family, all the way back up in the 1800s, all right? And as we're discovering, hence this series, I'm sure it goes back further than that. Those of you that are familiar with the Sumerian tablets, per se, uh, they talk about ME, which was some sort of tablet that had a set of instructions with technology and how to run the realm. So again, it was a set, it was a tablet-like, a tablet-like set of instructions. And they show the M.E.s on the um, Sumerian text on on the walls in Mesopotamia, is what I'm trying to say. In Mesopotamia, when dude is carrying like a MERS. a man bag or purse, those are the MEs, okay? And then you see also in those uh, Mesopotamian uh, walls, them holding tablet-like and looking at it, okay? And uh, Zachariah Stention also talked about the tablet-like devices in, in one of his books, and I can't remember which one, which he was translating the Sumerian text, all right? So I what I am suggesting is none of this technology. What they are giving you is new. That means today, that meant in the 1800s, even the stuff that Tesla is doing, or was doing, rather, forgive me, was all he was doing was taking ancient technology and reverse engineering it, okay? Even to the stuff that we are seeing today, that they're starting to come out with uh, artificial intelligence, they're talking about um, genetic engineering, et cetera, et cetera, none of that stuff is new. Okay, all right, but for the purpose of this, we're going to get into uh, the Colorado Springs Labs. So here we go. Colorado Springs Laboratory, 1899 to 1900. Okay, all right, and so uh, the author of this site, free.com. Gives you uh, the source of all of the images. Rex Hebert, so you see the website here, magnetic magnetictricity magnettricity. dot com. All right, and I, I may even jump over there, but let's get to some of this, and then I'll jump over to the website to show some of those images as well. Okay, so Tesla dedicated most of his research to develop the right design of a wireless power transmission system to be able to energize the whole planet without wires and to send signals or messages instantly and non-transferable. Excerpts from On Electricity, Electrical Review, 1897. In fact, progress in this field has given me fresh hope that I shall see the fulfillment of one of my fondest dreams, namely the transmission of power from station to station without the employment of any connecting wires. Hmm. 1897, huh? Let's continue. Tesla went to Colorado Springs in mid-May 1899 with the intent to research transmitters of great power into individualization and isolating the energy transmission means condition of propagation of currents through the earth and the atmosphere. Now, This was really the key to Tesla's inventions using Earth's natural atmosphere to harvest energy. Okay, we saw that in another one, another episode. Uh, where folks were able to build one of Tesla's devices relatively simply and uh, grounded it in the earth uh, using copper as the conductor and uh, holding the device up in the air. And they were able to get a current. Okay, the number three points, propagation of currents through the earth and the atmosphere. Natural energy family. Let's continue. In early 1902, Tesla sent a letter to J.P. Morgan to explain his research in which he, he, he said the following distinct steps to be made. The transmission of minute amounts of energy and the production of feeble effect barely perceptible by sensitive devices. The transmission of notable amounts of energy dispensing with the necessity of sensitive devices and enabling the positive operation of any kind of apparatus requiring a small amount of power. The transmission of power in amounts of industrial significance. With the completion of my present undertaking, the first steps will be made. Tesla spent more than half his time researching transmitters. Tesla spent less than a quarter of his time researching delicate receivers and about a tenth of his time measuring the capacity of the vertical antennas. Okay, and we talked about in uh, one of the episodes how um, the ancient technology, uh, how the antennas on the buildings were harvesting the atmospheric energy. And um, I believe even today they are using that ancient technology. Also, Tesla spent a tenth of his time researching miscellaneous subjects. J.R. Waits commented on Tesla's activity. From an historical standpoint, it is significant that the genius Nikola Tesla uh, envisioned a worldwide communication system using a huge spark gap transmitter located in Colorado Springs in 1899. A few years later, he built a large facility in Long Island that he hoped would transmit signals to the Cornish coast of England. In addition, he proposed to use a modified version of the system to distribute power to all points of the globe. So do y'all understand what they're saying here? They're basically saying His vision was to put up these towers that would pull natural energy from the atmosphere and then disperse that energy or that current to other towers or other buildings, okay? So that's really interesting that he wanted to put Um, He built a large facility on Long Island, and he wanted to transmit the signal all the way to England. I strongly believe, family, that's what they were doing back up in the day, and they just don't want to admit it. That technology was hidden. So I believe, like, um, matter of fact, you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, the Eiffel Tower in France, I believe that was a wireless tower center. Now, remember, supposedly and allegedly, it was built for one of the world fairs. Mm-hmm. I believe that was a wireless transmitter. Now, other folks uh, from the Muffluff community have come out and found around the world similar Eiffel Towers that were built, right? So let's continue. The authors noted that no uh, alterations have been made to the original, which still contains certain minor errors. Calculation errors which influence conclusions are noted. The authors also noted at the end of the book contains um, commentary on the di- the diary. sorry. diary with the uh, explanatory notes. All right, so let's take a look before we go any further um, of Rex Heberts. Oh man, of course they got rid of it. Of course. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Let me see if I can try to find it. Uh, hold on, family, let me see. Okay. Oh well, nope. They blew away that site. Child. Oh well, let's move on. Already in a meeting of the National Electric Light Association on 1893, Tesla told practical to dis- to disturb by means of powerful machines the electrostatic conditions of the earth and thus transmit um, intelligible signals and perhaps power. He said it could not require a great amount of energy to produce a disturbance perceptible at a great distance or even all over the surface of the earth. By the end of the 1890s, Tesla had come to the conclusion that it might be possible to transmit electrical power without wires at high altitude where the air is thinner and consequently it is more conductive. In a patent US 645576, Systems of Transmission of Electrical Energy In uh, the 1900s, Tesla claimed it has become possible to transmit through even moderately rare field strata of atmosphere electrical energy to practically any amount and to any distance. I mean... That's pretty powerful, family. That's pretty doggone powerful. Any amount of energy and to any distance, all you have to do, the higher up in the atmosphere you go, the better the conductor of energy is, So that would mean unlimited free energy. That would mean unlimited free energy. Now, does it make sense to you why today? Now, this is just me. This is just my opinion. Why today you still see these tall skyscrapers with those large antennas? In my opinion, I believe in some cases they are still using this ancient technology of getting wireless signals to conduct, to conduct free energy. That's just my opinion. I don't think that technology went away. And I don't think it's something that Tesla invented. It is old world tech. So let's continue. A friend and patent lawyer, Leonard E. Curtis, on being advised of Tesla's scheme, offered to find land and provide power for his research from the El Paso Power Company of Colorado Springs. The next supporter to come forward was Colonel John Jacob Astor. Sixty, sixty, sixty. Those of you that understand history, that Astor name should ring a bell to you. Uh, When I think of Aster, I think of dibbing and dabbling in banking, some of the movers and shakers to many industry and empires in the Americas. And they tie directly back to the European crowns. Like I have continuously said, all business, all technology, All social engineering ties back to Europe, ties back to those European monarchs that have been controlling the world. They make the decisions on what technology will be released, when it will be released, how it will be released. So, this is no surprise to me to see an Astor involved. Let's continue. After receiving large donations from several wealthy friends, Tesla arrived by train to Colorado Springs on May 17th or 18th, 1899, and was met by Leonard Curtis. He brought the inventor riding by horse to the Alta Vista Hotel located on Cascade Avenue between Kiowa Street and Bajoure Street in Colorado Springs, El Paso County, where he resided during his stay in Colorado. A group of reporters were already waiting for Tesla in his hotel. One of these reporters asked him about the reasons why he decided to choose Colorado to develop his return his research, t- retur- sorry, research. Tesla replied, I might as well tell you the truth. I have come here to carry on a serious series of exhaustive experiments in regards to wireless telegraphy. I came here for work. The reporter asked again, are you going to flash his message from Pike's Peak? to Long's Peak, or another mountain of Colorado. The question appeared uncomfortable to Tesla, who tersely replied, no, I am here to work. It is not pleasure. I am very busy, and life is short, and there is a great deal to be done. So let me sip on this water. So, Basically, he went to Colorado because of the mountains. Now, if you are under the guise, and I am under the guise, that mountains are not what they are telling us, that mountains are really one or two. They are either ancient trees that were mined or cut down or they are the residue of mining activities. So all of the the waste from the minings piled up into uh, a large peak, okay? But either way, he is using the height of the mountains in Colorado to test his wireless technology theory. Because remember... The higher you go up in the atmosphere, the more energy you can harvest. Okay? So that's interesting. Let's keep going. When the interview was finished, he retired to his room, number 207. Tesla needed some conditions to feel comfortable. He always... (laughs) preserve his obsession with the number three and all numbers divisible by this number and there should never be an exception in many of his everyday tasks. Okay, so anybody familiar with Tesla? He believed in the principles of three, six, nine. That three, six, nine, he explained are the, the base numbers of the universe, which breaks down into the base of a frequency wave, okay he preferred to choose a room on the ground floor or a little height because the lifter would be necessary unnecessary for any emergency. Another condition which was indispensable for Tesla was that the May service had to be excellent because of his germ phobia. Yeah, that's one thing they said about them. This ex- obsession began in his youth, and it continued growing more and more demanding as the years passed by. And uh, this occasion, Tesla requested extra linen and 18 clean towels a day, saying he liked to do his own dusting. I think, um, oh boy dang y'all the airline man I can't think of his name the movie that Leonardo DiCaprio played in and um he started TWA Airlines he had that same condition where he had got um it's like obsessive compulsive disorder as well um dang I can't think of his name just had it on the tip of my tongue, but that's interesting. Alright, so the jur- the journalist reported that Tesla seemed to be distracted by some important thoughts, and not paying so much attention to give answers to their questions. He was probably ancient, uh, anxious for his assistant and equipment to arrive in Colorado Springs to be able to begin his work. He arrived a few days ahead of his assistant, Fritz, and he had time for some important people of the local society to entertain Tesla at places such as the El Paso Club and All Men's Club downtown for a creative exploration into the mind of Tesla while he awaited uh, Fritz's arrival. By 1899, his laboratory in New York was was too small to carry out further experiments needed to answer the questions about the Earth's electrical properties and resonant frequency. His idea was to develop new experiments on powerful oscillators and his laboratory wouldn't have enough space for the big spiral coil. When that coil was operated at 3 million volts, it could send arcs outstriking the ceilings and walls. Woo, baby. Many of his general plans had already been pirated and (coughs) he could not risk any more losses due to spy activity. He longed for open space and privacy. After secretly searching the country for the best location for his new lab, Tesla decided on Colorado Springs. This decision was based on many factors, the foremost being free land and electricity from the Colorado Springs Electric Company. Tesla also discovered that the area was ideal for conducting electrical experiments as well as observing the immense electrical storms of the region, right? So I'm assuming this is a back in the day picture of the Colorado mountains. See how high this puppy goes? Wow. Okay. Tesla later wrote, the conditions in the pure air of the Colorado mountains proved extremely favorable for my experiments and the results were most gratifying to me. I found that I could not only accomplish more work physically and mentally, than I could in New York, but that electrical effects and changes were, were more readily and distinctly perceived. The inventor, though, that this location would be favorable for his experiments primarily because of the frequent thunderstorms, the high altitude, where the air, being at a lower pressure, had a lower dielectric breakdown strength making it easier to ionize interesting 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 so i'm assuming it was less dense less density and the dryness of the air minimizing leakage of electric charge through insulators Mm, now that's interesting he was experimenting with his incredible electrical displays to measure and to analyze the results, and he soon found some electrical vibrations of Earth. After analyzing such results, he came to the conclusion that it was caused by lightning when it struck the ground. He believed that when this happened, the discharge of the lightning could cause powerful waves that would move from one side of the earth to the other extreme. For this reason, he considered that the earth could act as a conductor to transmit unlimited amounts of power to any place on the earth's surface with a minimum loss. Sounds like free energy to me. To test his theory, he had to develop his designs to be the first man to reproduce electric effects on the scale of lightning. The inventor prepared his design to build an oscillator many times more powerful than anyone he had worked with in the past. He had the suspicion that by using such design, it would be appropriate to determine if it could be possible to produce resonance effects powerful enough to produce some influence in Earth's resonance. But he also had the objective to develop high power tests of wireless communication systems. Tesla and his assistants started construction of the new lab shortly after arriving in Colorado Springs. Aided by local contractor Joseph Dozer, they provided a bit of land on the prairie that was located on Knob Hill at east of Colorado Springs for the deaf and blind. Oh, wow, which still operate to this day and one mile east of downtown. That's interesting. The primary purpose of his plan were to develop experiment with high frequency electricity and other phenomenon and secondary research into wireless transmission of electrical power. All right, so let's um give this little video a play. Let me back it up, because I thought dude was going to talk. So let me back this up. Okay, so this is one of his towers. Okay. Do, 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 do. Y'all see all of that? Energy being pulled from the app. Dang! Wait a minute! Wait! 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 <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Dang, y'all see that? <sighs> That's a lot of energy. Whoa! Let's continue. But you saw how this this tower at the app. Uh, the antenna in the atmosphere. This is by the Colorado Mountains. Dang, look at the amount of energy it's pulling. All right, let's continue. Okay, chow. Dang. Woo. Very, very, very interesting. Wow. Okay, so now I don't know what's going on with all of these wires around here. Okay. Because we do know that's typical electricity. So that part, maybe once we get back to what um dude is, uh Jim, he'll go into deep. Dang, look at that. Ciao! I bet that is a sight to see in person. Wow. Literally pulling it out the atmosphere. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, so I guess he's showing uh, Tesla's little room with the little light lighting up. Dang, I wonder how much can they power with that amount of energy coming up off it. Very, very interesting. Okay, so... um. Again, uh, you can find that off of Colorado Springs Laboratory, Nikola Tesla. Um, Whoo, chow. Okay, here we go. Tesla's acceptance speech on receiving the Edison Medal in uh, 1917. I have learned how to put up a plant that will develop a tension of 100 million volts. And handle it with perfect safety. Child, wait a minute. Hold on a second. He said, what now? I have learned how to put up a plant. That will develop a tension. Of 100 million volts. And handle it perfectly. Safely. This plant. Indicating. Okay, was in Colorado. Okay, so you answered my question. 100 million volts. It was a square building in which there was a 52, 52 feet in dynamic. Let me back that up. My country behind. (sighs) It was a square building in which there was a coil. 52 feet in diameter, about nine feet high. Remember Tesla love his, uh, Three concept and three six nine was his number when it was adjusted to resonance the streamers passed from top to bottom and it was the most was a most beautiful sight you see that was about 1,500 perhaps 2,000 square feet of streamer surface to save money I had calculated the dimensions as closely as possible and the streamers came within six or seven inches from the side of the building. For handling the heavy current, I had a special switch. Child. So I guess that's what dude was showing us above. Um, I'll just play it again. Uh, just real quick. Again, I blacked out the music. We don't need it. Uh, so he must have, uh, whoever did this, did a rendition of this uh, Colorado thingamajig, okay, of this Tesla Tower, pulling this energy out of the atmosphere, child, mm-mm-mm, okay, and he said, what, a hundred million? He was able to get it up to a hundred million volts? Oh, I'm not thinking, y'all, my bad. The lines are duh. No, 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 no. I, I take that back because if it's wireless, why would you need the lines? Okay, because the lines are kind of what we have now, how it disperses the power. So that's interesting, okay? All right, so just to show it again, the amount of current. Now y'all, this is coming straight up naturally up out the atmosphere. So that must be, uh, I don't know what that is on that little side, maybe blood will tell us what that is once we continue reading. I'm kind of looking for this switch. I'm not sure if he put this switch in this video. I don't think he showed the switch. Maybe the switch was in that box. At the beginning, they had that box outside. So very, very interesting. That's a lot of energy coming off that puppy. A lot of energy. Okay. So maybe that's where the switch was right there. That's what I'm assuming. So maybe that's where he was switching it on and off. Now, I'm just guessing, y'all. I don't know, because we know today power is generated through um, these wire lines. So I don't know why whoever put this together, why they had these lines, because what Tesla was really talking about, was taking the energy out of the atmosphere and then to disperse it instead of these lines, it would just be other atmosphere towers. Um, So I don't know if maybe they're saying he's taking it out of the air and then it's being transmitted through these lines to homes or wherever. Okay, okay. I'm just guessing. Now, my theory, let me back up here. Now, this is my theory. I believe that some of these buildings, these skyscrapers today, I believe that they're using similar technology like this on those skyscrapers. And when you see, if you look on those skyscrapers with the big antennas, You'll see them. They're going to have them big old coils. And then you have those antennas sticking out. Um, I believe they're pulling energy out the atmosphere. That's just my two cents, my personal opinion. But I believe they are using this exact same technology. Okay, so let's continue. All right, so again, that video is Colorado Springs Laboratory Nikola Tesla. Um... A guy named Vladimir Jackson did the 3D modeling on this. All right. Okay. So, uh, just again, how Tesla did that, according to Tesla in 1917, he was able to pull 100 million volts out of the atmosphere and he was able to do it safely. It was out of his Colorado lab. He did it in a square, little square building in which there were, was a 50, a coil, 52 feet in diameter and about nine feet high. And then he just adjusted the resonance, the the resonance and pulled that current, and he was able to control the current by whatever switching mechanism me- mechanism or system he had in place. The laboratory that began to rise from the prairie flood was both wired and weird, a contraption with a roof that rolled back to prevent it from catching fire, and a wooden tower that soared up to eight feet. The design of the laboratory consisted of a building 50 by 60 feet with 18-foot ceiling, a 142-foot conducting aerial with a 30-inch copper foil. Child, we know copper is that conductor of energy. Child, this is ancient technology, y'all. They not fencing a, what, they, they not fencing to convince me that it's not. This is ancient technology, fam. Copper foiled, covered wooden ball was erected on the roof. This go, all you have to do is go pull some of the pictures of them old buildings. We have done that before. And you'll see buildings with these antennas with copper balls on them. Or you'll see the copper like wrapped around on the bottom and then an antenna with the ball on top. This is the exact same ancient technology family. He just reverse engineered. Child. All right, so uh, that's a picture of Tesla uh, peeking out the door of the Colorado Springs Laboratory in 1899. Builders erect a high fence around the site, and signs appear on every post, keep out great danger, in hopes of keeping the curious at a distance. Fritz could not resist posting at the door, another sign quoting, Dante's Inferno, abandon Hope, all ye who enters here. Child, this is really, really good, good, fam. All right, so, whew, there we go with that. So, um, sorry, family. Builders, yep, we talked about that. Very little is known about the exact plan of the apparatus built, but also the experiments developed by Nikola Tesla in Colorado Springs Laboratory, except from articles written by local newspaper and later in articles written by himself in his diary. Tesla wrote a diary of his everyday experiments in the Colorado Springs Laboratory, where he spent nearly nine months developing his research and a $100,000 building and electrical research. The notes that do exist were never published and are now stored in Nikola Tesla's museum. Oh, okay, in Yugoslavia. Mm, Okay. Some notes published in 1978 today called Colorado Springs Notes. Uh, It consists of 500 pages of handwritten notes and nearly 200 drawings, Ordered by dates between June 1899 and January 1900. As the work occurred, containing explanations of his experiments, Tesla's diary contains explanations of his experiments concerning the ionosphere and the ground's telluric currents via transferred waves and longitudinal. Longitudal. we're just gonna say longitude waves. Wow. The inventor kept in contact by mail with his assistant George Sheriff in the New York laboratory to dis, to discuss about some of the equipment that were under development while the new laboratory was under construction. According to all the specifications, some machinery Components and electrical devices were sent from New York to Colorado Springs. Balloons 8 and 10 feet in diameter and covered with varnish. Makes sense because if he's saying that you can pull out a lot of the energy, the higher up you go in the atmosphere slash hitting the ionosphere the better the the, the conduction of energy occurs, okay? So it would make sense why they would use, or Tesla would use, balloons. 300 bottles with the next ground off, probably for laden jars, okay, drums, oscillator, and spools. 1,100 feet of solid wire, and later, 40,000 feet of cable. A number of storage batteries were also sent, along with nickel and aluminum chips and five grades of silver and gold fillers for cohorts. Okay. Inside the strange wooden structure, technicians began to assemble the enormous Tesla coil. The device used 50,000 volt westinghouse transformer to charge a capacitator that consisted of a galvanized tub full of salt water child let me sip 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 on this water (laughs) family water is also an excellent conductor of energy This device used a 50,000-volt Westinghouse transformer to charge a capacitor that consisted of a galvanized tub full of salt water as an electrolyte into which he placed large glass bottles themselves containing salt water. Child, this is good. (laughs) The salt water in the tub was one plate of this capacitor the salt water inside the bottles, the other plate, and the bottle glass, the dielectric. Various capacities were tried, incremental changes being made by connecting more or fewer bottles. Y'all see how simple this recipe is? Child. A variable tuning coil of 20 turns was connected to the primary, which consisted of two turns of heavy insulated cable that ran around the base of the huge fence, like wooden secondary frame framework, the frame on which the heavy primary and secondary coil were uh, wound had a diameter of 52 feet and turns and so he puts in parentheses 17 or 24 turns according to two different sources okay various extra coils were tried and the final version was 12 feet high by 8 feet in diameter and having 100 turns of wire it was connected to the secondary in order to amplify the electric effects through a process called resonant rise. This enormous air coil transformer could deliver a current of 1,100 amps. The function of this coil was not understood until the 1970s. Cha, what they talk about? Extra coils enable the attainment of practically any imp. the limits being so far remote that I would not hesitate to produce sparks of thousands of feet in this manner. The engineering challenge of the magnifying transmitter then becomes one of containing and properly radiating its immense electrical activities. Measured in the tens and even the hundreds of thousands of horsepower. The antenna was a 30-inch conductive ball. chow child, child. Clutch the pearls. Clutch the pearls. Because uh, go pull any one of those ancient buildings. Those old world buildings. You're going to see those balls sitting on top of antennas. Shout out to the mud flood communities because you all were right. You were accurate. You called it. You said that those buildings had on top of them technology, ancient technology to pull energy from the atmosphere. You said it. And here we are looking at Tesla's laboratory, and he's basically recreating that same exact technology. And that would also have to say that those buildings that they claiming that was built in the 1800s and some change is not accurate. Just as the mud flood community said, them buildings are thousands of years old. So the antenna was a 30-inch conductive ball adjusted for height on the mass. And, and he huge transmitter could vibrate from 45 to 150 kilo cycles. Okay, so you can see in this picture, I wonder if I can blow the picture up. Yeah, I can blow it up. Okay. Uh, oh, I was hoping I could blow it up more. You can see in the picture, there are the, uh, the coils he was talking about. And there's the ball. Interesting. All right, let's see what else they got to say. View of interior showing half of a circle of oscillator frame with several coils grouped inside. Westinghouse Transformer Lightning Arrester in background, also part of the central extra coil latest pattern of a 30-inch ball on a stand. The photograph was taken in the late afternoon. the inventor designed and constructed the largest coil ever built in his laboratory to be able to carry out his experiments. The design wasn't the same one as a classic Tesla coil, but it was a three-coil magnifying system requiring different forms of analysis than lump constant couple resonant coils presently described to most. Okay. It resonated at a natural quarter wavelength frequency and could work in a continuous wave mode and in a particular damped wave resonant mode. According to accounts, Tesla used it to transmit tens of thousands of watts of power wirelessly. It could generate millions of volts of electricity and produce lightning bolts more than 100 feet long. At his lab, Tesla proved that the earth is actually transmitting electricity as a conductor and he produced artificial lightning with discharges consisting of millions of volts and up to 135 feet long. Okay. So let's look at this. All right, so you see that ball coil. Now I know y'all know, y'all done seen Forget this uh, wood structure. He just put that on together to cover uh, up, not to cover up. Forget the wood structure. This is what we're focused on. I know y'all done seen this antenna with that metal ball on those ancient buildings that they're claiming were built in the 1800s. 1900s. No, those buildings are thousands of years old. So what Tesla is doing right here, he's just reconstructing ancient technology, hidden ancient technology. And the sad part about it Even what he was doing back then, proving that you can have natural wireless technology harvesting energy from the ionosphere. As we sit here in 2021, they're still sitting up denying it. But they're going to, over the next 30 years, they're going to start introducing this form of technology for free energy. Okay. So let's see if we can find anything on the Tesla collection. Unless chow did and strip that too. Okay. Still not what I was looking for. All right. Anyway. Okay. Tesla began coiling inside the building at Colorado Springs on June 15, 1899, and he had two metal to earth connections available the water pipe and the light lightning arrestor ground tesla notes sparks went over the light lightning arrestors instead of going to the ground this made it necessary to change the connection to the ground separating that of the secondary of the oscillator from the ground of the arresters by connecting the secondary to a water pipe and leaving the ground of the arrestor as before the sparks ceased. This indicated a bad ground on the arresters. The latter worked exceedingly well. The ground connection was made by driving in a gas pipe about 12 feet deep and gammonine coke around it. This is usually, this is a usual way as here practice. First note that arcing was occurring from the earth's connector over the arrester. This shows that the lightning arrester ground an iron gas pipe driven 12 feet into the earth was insufficient for even a low power test. Tesla clearly recognized the differences between the two grounds he has available. The capitalized sentence above was in italics in the original. His setup is brand new. His tune is rough. The following day, um, June 16, 1899, he had workmen going full tilt on dedicated RF ground for his experiment. All right, so those of you that work with electricity, I don't work with it like that, but I know stuff have to be grounded properly because you can get seriously hurt if you don't know what you're doing, okay? Still simple if you understand all of the rules of grounding and all of that. Uh, But this is really interesting. A new ground connection was made by digging a hole 12 feet deep and placing a plate of copper 20 by 20 on the bottom and spreading coke over it again as customary. Water was kept constantly flowing upon the ground to moisten it and improve the connection. But in spite of this, the connection was still bad and to a remarkable degree. It is plain that the rocky formation and dryness is responsible. And I think the, that many cases of damage done by lightning here are partially to be attributed to poor Earth connections. By keeping the water constantly running, the resistance was finally reduced to 14 Os- I don't know what that is. osmosis between the earth plate and the water main. Tesla clearly notes the in- in- individuality of the water pipe and the earth plate. Just as earlier, he noted the difference between the arrestor ground and the water pipe. We could call the earth plate the dedicated RF system ground mm-hmm, or simply system ground. Okay, all right, so I don't know if I want to keep going through this because I'm getting tongue-tied. So for you all, that's really into experiments and electricity. You understand grounding and using a conductor. This should be really, really like wow factor to you all. Um, so I'm just going to read the conclusion, but again, y'all can go back up here into the details, child, because I'm getting tongue-tied and probably done messed up. <laughs> the enunciation some stuff, so forgive me up in advance. So I'm just going to say, in conclusion, Tesla recognized the need for a dedicated RF ground in his coil system. His specifications were such that true electrical Ground point for the system ground had to lay as close as possible to the base of the secondary coil. He recognized the need for a highly conductive pathway adapted for low-frequency, high-voltage RF. All right, so I'll blow this up. Okay, so this is out of the Colorado lab. Uh, So you all can see this for yourself. Okay, especially those of you that really know um, basic electric com- uh, electrical components. I know this makes a lot more sense to you all than it does me, but it appears relatively simple. Okay, all right. So I'm not going to go into any more of this. I'm just going to uh, show you some of the other close up pictures. Okay, so here's another one. This is coming out of the Colorado lab. And I think it's this one they're saying is the oscillator. Yeah. This is the oscillating apparatus on the large scale coil. Uh, and the trans transmitter. Okay? So that's that. Okay, and we saw that. All right. And so uh, he gets into pretty uh, specifics. That's why I like this website, teslaresearch.jimdofree.com. And then this is the Colorado Springs Lab um, section. As usual, he did an excellent job. Okay. All right. So I'll show you all this picture and this is, um, which picture is this? Ah, so he's showing, this is the switch gear. Okay, so in that well, one 3D rendition, he didn't show all of this. Okay, so uh, this is part of the switch gear he was talking about. Okay, so that's that. Okay. All right. Okay, and that's just an experimental station. I'll show it to you. Okay, so just a miniature experimental station. Okay. All right, ooh, that's the picture I wanted to see. Now y'all know doggone well we done seen those ancient buildings with these balls on top of them these metal balls, these antennas with these metal balls and or you see it like sometimes um, in like a a pyramid shape and then coming up off of it is an antenna with the metal ball and they were trying to tell us that that stuff was built in the 19 actually they said the 1800s, no that's thousands of years old. Okay? So it's saying this is the front view of the Colorado Springs Experimental Station with Union Printers Homes in the background. So that's I wonder how old is that Union Printers Ho- Home? A special coil wound uh wound for investigation of influence of elevation upon the capacity of an elevated conductor is visible in front of the laboratory. Okay. So that's that. So remember, this is 1899. Okay, so let's uh, see a couple of these vids right quick and um, then we're going to wrap up. Oh, okay. So this one is not any... Um, uh, let's see. Maybe it is, hopefully. Y'all yeah, can okay. maybe it's not any music or anything to it. I don't hear it. Wow. Okay. That's nice to see the entire thing. Whoa. Okay. So that video is uh Nikola Tesla's 3D laboratory. Okay, and then this is another picture. This publicity photo taken in Colorado Springs was a double exposure. Tesla poses with his magnifying transmitter, capable of producing Millions of volts of electricity. The discharge here is 22 feet in length. So y'all see that metal ball? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very, very interesting. Okay, family. So uh, the only last thing I wanted to talk about real quick Uh, Somebody had posted on their YouTube page, back in 1963, cell phone predictions. This came out of Mansfield News Journal, and I went and pulled this from newspaper.com clips to make sure that it was, quote, quote, legitimate. Dang. Okay, so let me go. Sorry, y'all. Go back so it's legitimate, Uh, you'll be able to carry phone in pocket in future. Let me just run that by you again. In 1963, you'll be able to carry phone in pocket in future. Same day, man's fielders will carry their telephones in their pocket. Don't expect it to be available tomorrow, though. Frederick Huntsman, telephone company commercial manager, says this telephone is far is far in the future commercially. Right now it's a laboratory development and it's workable, allowing the carrier to make and answer calls wherever he may be. Other telephones of the future includes a kitchen loud speaking telephone and a visual image telephone. You say what now? You say what now? Huh. So in the 63, wasn't Star Trek out child? And wasn't Spock them using um, phones via um wireless phones weren't they using smart watches weren't they using video phones and here they sitting up here putting out an article saying that they had already had all this stuff the kitchen instrument can be used as a regular telephone, a loudspeaker phone if the housewife happens to be busy preparing a meal or as an intercom station for the home. The visual image telephone allows the parties to converse by way of a microphone and a loudspeaker while a miniature television camera transmits the image. The TV phone also will have a writer signature transmission system, and a conversation tape recorder. Child. So basically, Zoom, (laughs) y'all. So basically, Zoom. Child. Or heck, whatever app you have on your phone now where you could talk to people and look at them. Child. The new phones are being displayed at the Home and Flowers Show at the Coliseum. Child. So y'all see it. 1963 cell phone prediction. And child, why she got the flip phone? You know I'm done, right? Family, this, this technology, none of this stuff is new. None of this stuff is new. So just real quick, I went to Wikipedia to see um, when did mobile phones actually, the concept came about this, that and the third. And so uh, they said in 1908, Professor Albert Yonke And I know that it's Yankee. I actually knew somebody with this last name. That's how I know how to pronounce it. That's interesting. Hmm. I wonder if this is his people. In 1908, Professor Yankee and the Oakland Transcontinental Aerial Telephone and Power Company claimed to have developed a wireless telephone. Child, let me sip my water. Now, let's just... Remember these time frames. But wasn't Tesla messing around with wireless technology? What in 1899? Child. Sips T. They were accused of fraud and the charges was then dropped. But they do not seem to have proceeded with production. So in other words, somebody must have tapped him on the shoulder and said, Blood, you're not going to put out a doggone thing might as well go on and have several seats. Beginning in 1918, the German railroad system tested wireless telephone on military trains between Berlin and Zolzen. In 1924, public trial started with telephone connections on trains between Berlin and Hamburg. In 1925, the uh, company, whatever that is, Zollgen Telephone Telephony AG, Was founded to supply train telephone equipment. And in 1926, telephone telephone services and trains of the Deutsche uh, Reichsbahn and the German mail service on the route between Hamburg and Berlin was approved and offered to first class travelers. So you say now. So you say. So they was getting phone calls up on the train in 1926? Oh, really nah. Fiction anticipated the development of real-world mobile phones. In 1906, the English cartoonist Lewis Barmer published a cartoon in Punch Magazine entitled Forecast for 1907. And which he showed a man and a woman in London's Hyde Park, each separately engaged in gambling and dating on wireless telephone equipment. Child, let's look at this little cartoon. And let me blow it up for y'all. Yeah. Ain't blood talking, child. Clutch pearls, clutch the pearls. Pearls. Well, it ain't quite wireless, but you see him with the device pent onto his coat. And he talking on the phone. She just got hers pent. She not talking. He just got his pent. Child, stop playing with me. Chow. Child. Mm, mm, mm. So they were saying that this was published in the, the satire magazine. Mm, okay, then. So they saying in the Second World World War, uh, uh, World War made military use of radio telephone mm-hmm. and handheld radio transceivers. They have been made available since the 1940s. Mobile telephone for automobiles became available from some telephone companies in the 1940s. They were. It was. Oh, okay, Dina. I didn't know that that mobile telephones was out as early as the 1940s. Early devices were bulky, consumed large amounts of power, and the network supported only a few Simultaneous conversations. Modern cellular networks allow automatic and pervasive use of mobile phones for voice and data communications. Okay. In the United States, engineers from Bell Labs begin work on a system to allow mobile users to receive telephone calls from automobiles leading to the inauguration of mobile service on June 17, 1946 in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, so remember St. Louis, Missouri was also the state that had one of the world fairs. Let's not forget that also. You know, the world fairs, they had them beautiful buildings that they cannot recreate today, that they gonna try to convince us that they just built them just for that world fair and then they tore them down. And now, coincidentally, in 1946, they were implementing mobile phone service. Okay, then. Shortly after, AT&T offered mobile telephone service. A wide range of mostly incompatible mobile telephone service offered limited coverage area and only a few available channels in urban areas. As calls were transmitted as unencrypted analog signals, they could be eavesdropped on by anyone with radio equipment that could receive those frequencies. The introduction of cellular technology, which allowed reuse of frequencies many times in smaller adjacent areas covered by relatively low power transmission, transmitters made widespread adoption of mobile telephone economically feasible. Okay. And then it says in 1965, the Bulgarian company Radio Electrikanah uh Rokanaka, presented a mobile automatic phone combined with a base station at the Enforga 65 International Exposition in Moscow. Solutions of this phone were based on a system developed by uh, Leonid. I'm not going to butcher this man's last name. One base station connected to one telephone wire line to serve up to 15 customers, okay? So I'm not going to uh, go into any more of this. Uh, I just wanted to show you all how far back just cell phones really go. So if they're saying in 1908, so blood in 1908 was trying to bring the idea forward and they was going to try to bring him up on charges saying he was doing fraud. And then he was pretty much shut up, probably paid off because they were not ready for that technology to come out. Okay. Okay. Just like in 1963, they told y'all that cell phones were going to come out. They told y'all that uh, video phones were going to come out. They told y'all all of that. So it's not that these folks are inventing anything new, and that's including Tesla, this is just technology, ancient technology that is being reintroduced, i.e., ancient technology hidden in plain sight. So that's it for this one, uh, family. I want to thank again the website TeslaResearch.gem. Do free. Dot .com and also uh thank you to the folks uh that provided information uh within the article, the YouTube vids. They're highly appreciated. Um so we will be back uh with another episode uh probably in a few weeks. Uh, I wish everyone well on this Monday. This is Rhonda with WTUZ Radio Podcast. Peace and love, family.